Good morning, 59th Street Church. It's Pastor Andy. Um, I just want to acknowledge right from the get-go that this is a little bit different, a little bit strange. Um, for me, it's pretty strange to be preaching to a video camera instead of all of you in our church building. And for you, it's probably a little bit strange listening to me on your phone or tablet or computer rather than sitting next to your fellow congregants in the pews in our church. Um, I've had to say this several times this week, but this is our new normal, at least for a little while. And obviously the reason that this is our new normal is because of the COVID-19 coronavirus pandemic that has spread throughout our world and um, specifically now has really hit our city significantly. And so all of us, we are social distancing, staying in our homes as much as possible and keeping a safe distance from each other when we have to leave our homes. As I've been walking um, our dog, Willow, uh, Willow has not quite, not quite gotten the social distancing idea. Uh, she still wants to run up to the other dogs when we're walking. But as I've thought about this past week, it's just remarkable how much our lives have changed in just the span of one week. As I was reflecting on uh, our current situation and, and thinking about what to share in a message to you this morning, I was drawn to a passage in the Gospel of Mark. So we're going we're gonna to be taking a little bit of a break from our Abraham um, sermon series for a little while. And this passage in Mark, it's, it's a familiar story. It's uh, actually even a passage that I've preached on before in our church a few years ago. But I believe that it really speaks powerfully to our current context. And so I, I wanted to preach to you this morning as, as hopefully an encouragement uh, to you as we're thinking about how to face this pandemic together. So our, the text I'm going to be preaching on today is from the Gospel of Mark, Mark chapter 4, verses 35 through 41. That day, when evening came, he said to his disciples, Let us go over to the other side. Leaving the crowd behind, they took him along, just as he was in the boat. There was also other boats with him. A furious squall came up, and the waves broke over the boat, so that it was nearly swamped. Jesus was in the stern, sleeping on a cushion. The disciples woke him and said to him, Teacher, don't you care if we drown? He got up, rebuked the wind, and said to the waves, Quiet, be still. Then the wind died down, and it was completely calm. He said to his disciples, Why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? They were terrified and asked each other, who is this? Even the wind and the waves obey him. I don't know if you've ever been in a serious storm before, and particularly a storm that kind of comes out of nowhere. Uh, there was this time when I was driving cross country and a rainstorm came out of nowhere. And there was just this complete downpour. All the cars on the interstate slowed way down. We all put on our hazard lights and had our windshield wipers going as fast as they could. And I could just barely see the flashing lights of the car in front of me 
But other than that, all I could see was just water pouring down. And I was genuinely scared, wondering when the storm was going to let up and whether I was going to actually make it through safely. I think this is exactly what the disciples were feeling on the Sea of Galilee that day. It was a fairly common thing for a storm to suddenly arise on the Sea of Galilee because of the mountains that surrounded the basin of the sea. But this storm was a big one. The text tells us it was a furious squall. And the waves were so large that they were breaking over the boat to the point that the boat was nearly swamped. Now remember that many of Jesus' disciples were fishermen by trade, so they were used to storms. But in this situation, they were actually afraid of drowning. And they wondered if they were going to survive this. I think for many of us, this is exactly how we've been feeling over the past week or two. When we first heard about the news of, of a coronavirus in Wuhan, China, back in January, it, it sounded pretty bad, but it also sounded pretty far away. But then as cases began to emerge here in the United States, and, and then we began to see these drastic actions being taken in response, very suddenly this storm of this pandemic was upon us. And we've already seen that, that the danger is not only in getting the actual virus, but also the strain on our healthcare system and the economic disruption of businesses closing, the stock market falling, schools closing, and even the loneliness that can come from being isolated from each other socially. And the truth is that we're probably just at the beginning of this storm, and we don't know how bad it's going to be. So we can start to wonder, are we going to make it through this? How long will it last? Will we survive? In the face of this very real storm that we are facing, I wanted to reflect on, on three truths that we see in this passage. And I pray that, that these truths will encourage us and strengthen us for the days to come. So the first truth is that we're all in the same boat. One of the unique things about this pandemic is that it is literally affecting people all around the world. I mean, we are used to hearing about natural disasters that impact a particular community or city or state or even nation. But there are, are usually someone who is being affected and there's others who are sort of watching from the outside. I think also each one of us, we have individual storms that can, we can face in our own lives, like losing a loved one or a job or getting diagnosed with an illness or some other hardship that we may face individually or, or maybe as a family or even as a congregation. But with this pandemic and the nature of this virus, no one is escaping its effects. The particular effects may be different for each of us, but there are some things that all of us are experiencing and and all of us are affected in one way or another. And so we are all in the same boat. We're experiencing this storm together. Now, on the one hand, that can feel maybe overwhelming when we think about the scale of this pandemic and its far-reaching effects. But on the other hand, there's also something comforting about the fact that we're all in the same boat. 
that although we are physically separated from each other, that we're all experiencing this new reality together. Yes, there are some who are feeling the effects of this outbreak with more intensity. Healthcare workers who are on the front lines, families of those who have actually died from the virus, lower income individuals and families who are feeling the economic impact much more acutely than maybe some of us who have more financial cushion. But one of the remarkable things that has stood out to me over the past week is the way that this pandemic has actually brought a sense of solidarity, both on a worldwide and also on a local scale. The decision to stay home and social distance isn't easy, but it's been a collective action that's been undertaken together to love the most vulnerable among us and to love our healthcare workers in order to slow the spread of this virus. And although we haven't been able to physically see each other, I've been struck by the amount of actual social connection that has happened over the span of this past week. Phone calls, texts, Zoom video calls, checking in on each other, commiserating together about what we're all going through. And so if you are feeling alone right now, if you're struggling and, and you sort of feel like no one understands, and maybe if you're feeling lonely and isolated, take heart because you're not alone. We're all in the same boat. We may have each unique struggles that have come from this past week, but we're all experiencing this storm together. And so let's reach out to one another. Maybe we can't do that physically, but, but we can do it in other ways. This coming Wednesday evening at 7.30 p.m., we're going to have a virtual congregational sharing and prayer time through a video conferencing platform called Zoom. And I want to invite each of you to set aside that time and join us to share together about how we're going through this storm together. And we're going to have a chance to pray for each other and to pray for others in our lives who we know are struggling in the midst of this. We're all in the same boat. And so let's virtually embrace each other as we go through this together. Now, the second truth that I want to highlight from this passage is that Jesus is in our boat. Jesus was the one who invited the disciples into the boat in the first place to cross over to the other side with him. You know, he was the one who has power over the wind and the waves, and, and he was in the boat with them. Now, the disciples, they didn't seem to realize this at the time. Verse 41 tells us that after Jesus calmed the storm, the disciples were terrified and astonished, and they said, Who is this? Even the wind and the waves obey him. Now, we are in a much better position than the disciples were because we actually know the power of Jesus. We know who he is. We know the miracles that he performed here on earth during his ministry. We know that, that he even conquered death by rising from the dead. And so does Jesus have power over the coronavirus? Does Jesus have power over economic systems? Does he have power over the various storms that we may be experiencing right now? Yes, he does. He has the power. 
But you may wonder, well, then why doesn't he still all of these storms right now? Why doesn't he remove this pandemic? There are times where we can feel just like those disciples that, that were looking to Jesus and it seems like he's sleeping on the cushion. And we can easily call out to him along with the disciples, teacher, don't you care if we drown? Do you actually care about us, Lord? Or have you abandoned us on this boat together to sink and to drown alone? It's so easy to respond with fear and doubt when we face storms in life. And maybe you have been filled with fear and doubt over the past week. Some of you know that a week ago from Saturday, I woke up with a sore throat and body aches. And over the next few days, uh, earlier this week, there were moments when I would be hit with the thought, what if I have COVID-19? You know, what if this is just the beginning symptoms that are only going to get worse? Now, praise God, a week later, I'm feeling much better. But the bottom line is that there were moments this past week when fear would just flood over me and make me wonder, God, are, are you with me? Do you care about me? And maybe you've had moments like that this past week as well. But here is the truth that God's word proclaims to us over and over again. Jesus is in our boat. He is with us. He won't abandon us. He won't leave us or forsake us. He is actually with us in the midst of the storm. The unique proclamation of the Christian faith is that the God of the universe became a human being and experienced all of the trials and suffering and the storms that we experience. And he was even willing to undergo the greatest storm of all as he embraced the full weight of all of our sin and the injustice of the world, and he absorbed it all in himself in our place on the cross. Jesus knows the anguish of approaching death, and he knows physical pain. He knows emotional turmoil as he wept in the Garden of Gethsemane, and he even experienced the silence of God. As he cried out from the cross, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? So brothers and sisters, Jesus, he's in our boat. He knows what we're going through. Even if he seems silent or sleeping, he's there. He's with us and he won't abandon us. And the third and final truth that we see in this passage is that God is gracious even when we fear. The disciples, they were gripped by fear in the storm. When they saw that Jesus was sleeping, they should have actually realized that Jesus wasn't worried about the storm. And maybe they didn't need to worry either. When he told them at the very beginning of this passage, let us go over to the other side, they should have believed that that he meant that, that he would get them safely over to the other side. 
And so their fear actually revealed a lack of faith. This is what Jesus says to them in verse 40. He says, why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? But did Jesus abandon them to the storm because of their fear? Did he condemn them for their lack of faith and and jump out of the boat and and let, let them fend for themselves? No. In the face of their fears and their doubts, Jesus got up, rebuked the wind, and said to the waves, Quiet, be still. And immediately the wind died down, and it was completely calm. Jesus is completely merciful and gracious to these fearful, doubting disciples. Did they deserve for him to calm the storm? No. Did did they earn that miracle by their great faith in him? No, obviously not. No, Jesus, he chose to be gracious to them, despite their fears and their doubts. So when we are gripped by fear, when, when we panic and we buy too much toilet paper, and when we begin to question, does God really love me? In the midst of this, God doesn't respond to those fears and doubts by condemning us or by abandoning us to the storm. No, he graciously stays with us and he reassures us of his presence and that he will bring us to the other side. This pandemic will pass. We don't know how long that will take. But even after this pandemic, there will be another one, and there will be natural disasters, and there will be tragedies, and and you will continue to face personal storms, too, even after this outbreak is over. Because we live in a broken world that is full of trouble, that is full of storms. But we know that because Jesus embraced the ultimate storm of sin and injustice and death on the cross. And because he rose again on the third day in victory, Jesus is Lord over every pandemic and over every injustice and over every broken part of this world. And he is coming again to bring an end to all of that to shout at the evil in our world, quiet, be still. And when he does, it will be completely calm. No more sin, no more suffering, no more storms, no more tears. Would you please pray with me? God, we thank you that you are with us in the midst of the storm. We thank you, Lord, that that we're in this together, that we're not alone. We thank you, God, that you are Lord over this pandemic. You are Lord over the various struggles and pains that we are going through, Lord, that you see them, that you know them. And we thank you that you are a God who will carry us through them to the other side. So help us to trust you, to hold on to you, to not be overcome by fear, And thank you, God, that you are gracious to us even when we do. 
that you forgive us, you cleanse us for our fears and our doubts, and that you still come near to us, you don't abandon us. And so increase our faith as we trust in you in the midst of the storm. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.